0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Not Too Deep. I'm your host, Grace Helvig. Very excited that we have... Uh lisa vanderpump lvp on this week's episode we talk about everything we talk about her starting uh, as an actor in her child years to meeting her current husband ken at a young age and getting married after three months getting into the restaurant world getting into the bravo family and creating all of the uh, branch off endeavors that she's made from there we have uh, just such a lovely conversation ahead of you. I'm still kind of processing that this even happened. So uh, without anything else to say about it, please enjoy this episode of Not Too Deep with Lisa Vanderpump. Lisa, I'm so excited to talk to you. Uh, you are a woman that wears a ton of hats, literally and metaphorically. And <laughs> that's true. You've already shared with us that you uh, are a little tired today, but that's for good reason because you just reopened Pump. Is that correct? Yes, we opened
1: it last night and it's just such an emotional thing as well. You know, yeah. it, it's been very difficult having all your businesses closed down. But I wanted to make sure the numbers were really rock bottom before we opened, not just for you know, the customers, but for my staff as well course it, it's just very even though they're all masked up and you know kind of all the protocols followed yeah but uh yeah so I was downtown and then I was you know getting <laughs> flowers and I was redecorating the restaurant and uh, when something's closed for I mean it was open for a couple of weeks in between but yeah, yeah a lot of work needed to be done so I was up at five o'clock in the morning but it was great it was beautiful
0: Well, I feel like it's not only are you reconnecting with your staff who probably feel like your family that you haven't seen in so long, but the restaurant itself is like this home that you haven't been to for so long. So it must just be so many feelings all at once. It very much is that, you know,
1: it is also visually such a beautiful restaurant. Well, I think they all are. Yeah. But, you know, it felt actually quite emotional to go back and, and just to see what, what, people have been through as well. It's been of pretty difficult, you know, I have to yeah. say. I mean, I think the restaurant business being been hit as hard as, hard as any. Um, of course. So to have everything just shut down, it, yeah, is pretty sad. But now, yeah, we're back and it's going to be better than ever.
0: I'm sure you have a much deeper appreciation just by default of being able to reopen again. I'm curious about your start in the restaurant business. Uh, because your kind of history is incredible to me. You are a child actor, is that correct? I was. I went to drama school. Basically, okay. actually, I've never really spoken
1: about this, and I'm I'm writing a book, so I should put this in as well. But yeah, I was a year ahead of myself. I had a brother. My brother died like two, three years ago, and we I'm were sorry. very close. And he's a year and a half older than me. We're kind of almost like twins, really. Yeah, and um he was going on to another school, but I was. I had to stay in the same school and do two years. And you, you know what that's like when you're at school. You don't want to go back to the younger class of because that not. year they seem like the little twits a year yeah. younger than you. <laughs> and I had to go back. And so my parents said, OK, you can go to dancing school and drama school for a year. Wow. And then you've got to go to, you know, a, a school like my brother. Wow. So I went for a year and I never left. And, yeah, um, why
0: would you? If you go from regular school to a dance and drama school, which just sounds yeah. like playtime all the time, it it was so much fun. It was
1: a small school, like about. Mind you, you would never have thought I went to dance school if you'd seen me on Dance in <laughs> the
0: stars. But you manifested it at a very young age. Yeah, I peaked early. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay, so you you're involved in in dance and drama and the arts. Now, uh, where do you go from there? What's your trajectory that ends you up in the restaurant business?
1: Well, that was meeting my husband, who really mm. just basically we just it, okay. So what happened? i, <laughs> yeah, I Give us the, the full it, story. This is a little bit <laughs> of a story, actually. Okay, so we have time. Was Don't worry. i school, and then mm-hmm. I was supposed to go to drama college. And I was signed by London Weekend Television, which is... We only had three channels in England. Right. It's not yeah. like America, you have hundreds of channels. Too many channels. options. Yeah. So we had three channels. And I was signed by London Weekend to do uh, a series. Yeah. So I kind of left school and signed with them for a year. Wow. And um, then I just didn't want to kind of go back to school. So I just started working as a young actress. And I worked a lot and did a lot of commercials Okay. I've always had a strong work ethic. So yeah. I would have a nighttime job and I would be acting and doing commercials and things like that. So I managed to buy my own place when wow. I was 19, which wow. was, like, like, I'm very industrious. Yeah, like, it's very grass impressive. does not grow under my <laughs> 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 Even yesterday, I was downtown yesterday when my staff see me coming, even though I love them and have a great relationship with them. Oh boy, we are gonna move it. You know, let's do this. Yeah. So, um, I so I kind of like was acting, and then I met my husband Mm -hmm. when I was twenty-one through my brother, and he had a wine bar, and it sounds like oh, but he had girls' fashion shops, so he was Mm. the ideal man. He could dress me. (laughs) <laughs> and he could entertain me. He's yeah. <laughs> so, quite a renaissance man. Yeah. I know. And he was 16 years old of me, what well, he still is. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> I met him through my brother, and I just fell madly in love. I would never do yeah. to anybody listening, do what I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do do a- as I do, do as I say. You had a whirlwind uh, romance. Yeah. And then after six weeks, he asked me to marry him. But He was a boy about town. And I was just... (laughs) And so within three months, we got married. And as I walked down the aisle, everybody was thinking, she's got to be pregnant. She has to be, you know. But I wasn't. So we got married and uh, he had the wine bar. And I soon kind of put the damper on that, you know, (laughs) that he was not going to be running around London with his trousers around his ankles. Yeah, that's for the best. um, Yeah. So, and then we developed... Another wine bar, and then a restaurant, and then mm. we ended up. I think with a total of something like thirty over wow. a few years. We bought them, developed them. We sold out to a public company once, and yeah. then second time was. Uh, and then we just we've done so many different
0: things, property. Yeah, the,
1: yeah.
0: well, I'm I'm curious if there was a conscious choice. To work with your husband because that is a very you know a big decision to make. Or was that kind of natural? Were you so connected that it just made more sense to be working together well, rather than everything
1: we do? I'm very aesthetic. I love. Yeah. I didn't know anything about wine bars, but mm-hmm. I knew. Sorry, my dog's barking. No, it's great. Me. I've got one at my feet and one running around. There. Of um, actually, he normally this one likes to shag me when I do my podcast. <laughs> And uh, but I'm upstairs in the chair. He normally likes to get a little humping action in yeah, on my podcast. Anybody seen it? Because he likes to kind of dominate, you know? Yeah, but and he gets he, very he into get the podcasts. Chair, so he's on the floor a little demoralized. <laughs> um, no, it's just we were, you know, we had a, just an incredible relationship, Ken and I. Yeah, I wouldn't really advise it for everybody to work together because, you know, you've got to really be on the same plane. And mm-hmm. you know, and I I don't think you have to necessarily be like that to have a good relationship. Right. But for us working together, we just, you know, occasionally I put my foot down. Yeah. I have my little size seven and I stamp it <laughs> and I say, I'm immovable on this. You know, and when I really want something design wise. So mm-hmm. I was always designing everything. Um mm. if it stood still I would
0: decorate it, you know. Yeah. I mean, it feels like you have, both of you have a tremendous amount of respect for each other at the end of the day. We do.
1: We do talk to, and I saw, you know, with my parents, Mm -hmm. I saw them kind of bicker a lot. Yeah. And you know how you learn some things that, you you know, you either perpetuate it or you nip it in the bud. Mm -hmm. So I never wanted that. I so I will stop it right there. If he ever speaks to me badly, I'm like, okay, you need to stop right there because I won't even listen, <laughs> yeah. I won't even engage. And I would suggest doing that, you know,
0: that's for the best. Um, I mean, and you, okay, so when, at what point did you guys move to Los Angeles? Well, gosh, nobody asked me this. This is so funny.
1: <laughs> In London, we knew so many incredible people. Right. I feel now having been raised with, you know, there was a lot of things I didn't like about the way I was raised, which I've yeah. tried to change. Mm-hmm. Um, as I grew up, I didn't ever want my kids to hear bickering and things like that. Yeah. But um, one of the things my parents gave me was a very open mind in terms of, I grew up without any prejudice mm. of of any kind. So To have a father that was an artist and a creative director, you know, we had friends from all walks of life. It was all diversities. Nobody was judged like that. So that was kind of an amazing upbringing, really, to, to understand now, you know, really how important that is to educate your children. Right. Where it seems to have gone awry. In so many families, and my kids have always been brought up like that, and gone to international schools. Mm. And you know, we've had a very wide, diverse. I don't just mean in colour, and you know, this. I'm talking about everything: age, sexual orientation. Mm -hmm. You know, so I think, yeah, it was um, it was an unusual upbringing I had, but I, I did learn a lot from my parents. Yeah. But I, I've definitely changed. So what, what was the question I'm kind of like? Oh, going on.
0: I was asking when you moved to Los Angeles. But I appreciate oh, yeah. so, that sorry. whole... So, no, that's yeah. beautiful. Because I think that all plays into, like, coming well, so to the United States. So
1: incredibly eclectic group of friends. A lot of them were, were musicians. Mm-hmm. So Roger Taylor of Queen and Freddie Mercury. Uh-huh. This is bizarre. that <laughs> They had a house over here. Okay. Roger Taylor. And they were very, very good friends of ours. So, okay. so I'll go stay in my house in L.A. So, we'd just been working really hard. We'd sold a property. Yeah. And with the money that we made, we bought four round the world tickets. Wow. Where you just jump on a plane and you hop from country to country. Wow. And, uh, yeah. And we did three months and we ended up in LA, in Roger Taylor's house. Wow. And we came to LA and I thought, I love this so much. I love it. And so we stayed here for a while. And then we went back. And we decided to move to L.A. just to give it a shot.
0: Wow. That is um, a Mad Libs story that you just told. That feels like you just filled in the most random things possible. I know. And then
1: we had a nanny with Pandora, even mm-hmm. though we were very hands-on parents. having
0: that So you, would, you already had Pandora at this time? Yeah, yeah. Pandora. I had Pandora when I was 25. Wow. Yeah. I mean, okay. Well, then let's talk... Let's fast forward a little bit. First of all, I do want to know what was the deciding factor for you to sign up for Housewives? Like, how did this come into your world? Well,
1: that's a good question, actually. A very good friend of mine uh, was a, well, still is, a news yeah. reporter, journalist, Robert Kavastic is on Channel 4. Okay. Um, and he actually drove me there, but they'd approached me two or three times. Wow. And I thought, mm, not sure about it. And Jennifer Stallone, um, yeah. she said to me, come on, you've got to watch this, you know, uh, New York Housewives. Mm-hmm. So I watched it. I remember sitting on her and Sly's bed watching New York Housewives. She says, you've got yeah. to do this. They want." <laughs> In fact, I never asked her why she wouldn't do it. <laughs> she yeah. was just like, you've got to do this. <laughs> In hindsight, so maybe that should have been a it. question. <laughs> I know. So we were watching it and they were all fighting. I said, I'm Mm -hmm. so not, you know, that person. I'm like, we hardly ever argue. or So I said, no, 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 I can't do it. But then I was driven over there by Robert Kavasic. We have him to blame. And he said, go on, go in there. And I, they said, they give you a form to fill in. And they said, I literally put my, like, tick through it. Didn't answer any questions. It was like. (laughs) sex like an, you know like male or female like it's like a uh, medical and form. I was like yes please <laughs> I was just like, I didn't care and um I remember one of the first questions I was sitting there and they said you know okay we want to hear about your sex life I mean that was one of the was, first
0: questions one of the questions in the
1: interview <laughs> and I said what do you want to hear about it with my husband or with everybody else right <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even I didn't care I was just and then they said, okay, we want to come to your house and we want to do an interview there. Okay. And then it was put on hold for ages. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really sure I wanted to do it. Yeah. And then when it was put on hold, you know, it's like taking away something. that you. Mm-hmm. Then I really wanted to do it. And then it kicked off. And after the first season, I said, well, that was really great. But <laughs> I think that's enough for me. You yeah. know, because I remember the first argument with Kyle and Camille. Yeah. I'd never see anything like it. Yeah. I was kind of astounded.
0: Um, especially so when you've already like prided yourself on becoming a non-confrontational person your whole life, <laughs> uh, right?
1: And so they had this massive argument, you know, Camille and the whole thing with Kim. I just thought, oh, I'm not sure about this, you know. Right? And I had a lot of popularity in the first season, yeah. And so somebody else was saying, hey, do you want to do this? So I just said to Housewives, I'm not sure about this, you know. Maybe carrying on, and they were like, No, 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 come on, you're coming back. (laughs) As I thought about it, and so I went back, yeah, and then I stayed for nine years. And then I had bad buffaloes in the second season,
0: right? I mean, you've done what it seems like you always do, which is you've made your entrepreneurial self couldn't help but start creating other businesses within the Bravo uh family, yeah. (laughs) So
1: (laughs) I look for good opportunities. I remember Andy said. Well, if you want to go and do another show, he said we could do another show with you. And I met with him, and I said, "Like what?" He said about your business. And I said, "Oh, okay." So I thought about it, and I thought Sir would be very interesting because yeah. they had such a kind of great energy group of friends, and and then we created a Band from Rules.
0: Yeah, what was the um. Because I've worked in restaurants and so many of my friends have, and we love Vanderpump Rules because it's very familiar to our experience starting out. Uh, I'm curious, was that an easy decision to put that kind of world on television? Or did you have to weigh the pros and cons of it? Well, we'd been
1: approached to a reality show before.
0: Okay. Um, And it wasn't.
1: You know, it's. It, uh, I was on Housewives and, mm-hmm. you know, I would have to be into it because obviously right? You know, I was kind of owned by Bravo at that time. Right, right, right. And it wouldn't make sense to do it without me in it. Right. Uh, but I did say, Bravo, I'll just be in it a little bit. And they were like, no, 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 no we've got other plans for you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was a big decision. But I always think that you regret the things you don't do rather yeah. than the things you do. Mm -hmm. I mean, clearly, if they're positive things. So it's kind of, if it goes wrong, learn from it, you know? So I thought, okay, but I had no idea it'd be on for nine years and it'd be like this pop culture phenomenon.
0: Truly, it is um, extremely iconic and it must feel very humbling and exciting to have kind of fostered that whole iconic and legendary, you know, foundational piece of reality television. Um, I'm also curious... Now you're working with your daughter on a new show uh, called Overserved on E. And same with working with Ken. Do you and Pandora, was it you both wanted to do this? Did one of you had to talk the other into doing this show? Or was this more of a natural well, kind of branch It, it off? kind
1: of evolved naturally, really. Yeah. I was at home and I was OK. I have three housekeepers that, you know, just have been with me years and years and years and I'm always out we've always had thankfully you know a large home one yeah. would come in for two days one would so they didn't want to be in the house and we, I'm very close to all of them when the right. pandemic you know yeah. hit, so I was like no no go do what you want you know go home and also I didn't know I know some people said oh you know they just kind of either had people move in and stay with them I didn't I said, go, you know, go home, do whatever, right. you, you know, you feels best for you, you know? Yeah. And um, after about, I I was basically coming from the place of, I am going to do everything. I'm not going to let our standards drop. I'm going to keep this house perfect. I'm going to, I didn't even know how to really use the uh, tumble dryer. There was smoke <laughs> coming out of the <laughs> laundry room because I'd left home at 18 and yeah. used dropped my stuff off at the laundry you know when uh-huh. i was 18 yep as i say i bought my own place when i was very young i was very industrious and you know yeah um i never had any help from my parents or anything right we really know how to do laundry and suddenly a smoke coming out of the dryer and suddenly <laughs> to the filter so, <laughs> so i was kind of like really taking charge of the home i love cooking i love decorating mm-hmm. um pandora and jason were in quarantine with us they live literally a uh, hundred yards from us wow. and my son didn't want to be in his apartment so he went off to Idaho and he was working with autistic children he normally works in wow. the restaurant yeah and I'm very close to him but he said I want to be in the mountains and he got this job which he loved he stayed there for months wow. and um, I thought well okay what when they said if we gave you a camera what kind of show would you do <laughs> and I thought well Maybe it would be about cooking and entertaining and Pandora. And I love that. Right. And then they said, What about having guests over? I'm like, We haven't seen anybody for <laughs> nine months. Yeah. How are we going to do that? They said, Oh, we'll test every day, stringent rules, six foot apart. So I was like, Okay, let's do it. So it kind of evolved. Amazing. Um, obviously, I produced it. And then we really talked about it and thought we just wanted to have people with an incredible sense of humor that yeah. would come. To play and have a good time. So uh, we did all the cooking and all the setting it up. And yeah. I went to every cupboard and and we just had a blast. Oh my God. Like the first episode, Vivica Fox, it was amazing. Lance Bass, uh, I just had Trixie Mattel, Iggy Azalea. Uh, I had, I mean, just so amazing. many incredible people. I mean, just, and I could literally, And so many people wanted to come out and play because they'd be locked up. Yeah. So it was, I I could look at like Jaleel White, you know, I'd say, oh, (laughs) can I meet this person? Can we approach them and see if they want to come for dinner? Yeah. And we played games and we just had such a good time. And I think you really get that feeling on the show. You know, it really is a blast, but it's also very beautiful. It's incredibly aesthetic. So it's not just a talk show people having a great time and games and things. It's also, you know, you will stop and say, yeah, go back, go back. I want to see that. And we're very creative when it comes to setting up dinner parties.
0: That's awesome. How, and that's now on E! for people to watch. And also, I think it's probably helpful to pe- for people to watch it and kind of get... um a little practice vicariously with socializing, so that when everyone <laughs> well, can get back a very out good again. Example, but thank you. But <laughs> oh, <laughs> maybe it's the what not to do situation. Yeah. Uh,
1: no, I think it's what to do. Okay. I think it basically is what to do and have a
0: bloody good time doing it. There you go. Uh, we're going to take one quick break. When we get back, I have a couple more questions for you, so we'll be right back with more. Not too deep. Not- not, not. Not, not, not. Not, not too deep With Grace Helbig. Hi friends, Grace Helbig here from the podcast Not Too Deep, which you are currently listening to, hosted by me, Grace Helbig. Just wanted to say a couple of things. One, thank you so much for listening. And two, if you are enjoying yourself to such a degree that you'd love to leave us a um, review on the Apple Store, that would be so appreciated because again you are very appreciated for giving us your time, your ears, your attention, whatever it may be. Uh and that was my couple of things. Now back to me, me. Okay, Lisa, we're going to get into the two questions I ask every single guest that is on the podcast. And the first is, who alive or dead would you most like to throw cold spaghetti at? Cold spaghetti. Yes oh yeah and this is something where i just to make it a little easier for you well could i just have
1: a group of people of course could just, you could could i throw like a a platter of yeah cold spaghetti
0: at some housewives yes of course you could <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have to name names but we could fill in the blanks for ourselves <laughs> yeah i think watch the last season and i think you got the picture <laughs> oh, that! I mean, truly, that would be a beautiful slow mo promo for whatever season it would be on. Oh, wouldn't that be great? The opening oh. titles, me coming back, oh. and just and your tagline, and that's yeah in the background. I would love it. Um, okay, the other question I ask every single guest that's on the podcast is to tell us your worst pants shitting story, or like a Pant bath shitting, pants. or bath, yeah, like um, if you shit your pants or a bathroom <sighs> close call. Situation. However, hear me out. You can only use three words or three kind of small phrases to describe the event. So, for example, mine is college, jogging, front lawn. Exactly. (laughs) Ooh. Okay. Uh. It can be any sort of bathroom emergency situation. Well, I think
1: it didn't happen, but I would say three words, and I guarantee it will happen to anybody that does this, <laughs> yes. is dancing with, well, four words, the stars. <laughs> <laughs> I As would you believe stand that. there in the wings thinking, what huh. am I thinking? What am I thinking? I've got,
0: I've got to go. I've got to be right back. You are under the bus uh. and you come and oh, my God. Terrifying. What? I'm curious what, yeah, your takeaway from that whole experience was, because it is, you know, you are on a lot of reality television, so you're you're putting yourself out there, being vulnerable and transparent, but doing signing up to do choreographed dance that gets judged every week is a totally different genre. I'm so curious, like, what was that experience like?
1: Oh, well, I was lucky because I had Gleb Surchenko. Yeah. And I was really close to him and he's really easy on the eyes. He's really sweet, really kind. (laughs) Did I find the choreography difficult? Yes, I did. And I think maybe Mm. with hindsight, he would have made it a bit simpler. You know, when you start doing turns and going through the legs and things like that. Right. Um, But it was an incredible experience. It it really was. But yeah, that was one of the toughest things.
0: I can't imagine it. uh, It's so impressive everyone that does it but it I is, wasn't very
1: impressive
0: i mean just do we, i mean i cannot dance to save my life truly and so watching anyone try is like so impressive to me well then you should be on it but bear in mind you will
1: probably go up against <sighs> athletes and people that are, no. are just super fit i could barely yeah. put my socks on when i No, when I, yeah
0: i i know i've embarrassed myself enough like uh in the or entertainment world On the front lawn that I don't need to put myself (laughs) in a ballroom to do it all over again. Uh, Okay, Lisa, now we have a segment called uh, Hot or Deep, where basically we're asking, would you like to answer a deep question or give us a hot take on something that's been bothering you lately? Uh, I'll go with deep. Okay, deep question. I'm actually really excited about this question for you. You've always been a very outspoken person. Uh, your views on social uh, causes and politics are important to you. How important is it to you that you speak on more touchy subjects as a public figure?
1: Well, very. Yeah. I think we have a responsibility. Absolutely. It's, you know, one one of the things I don't like about this cancel culture yeah. Is that it basically shuts down the doors of communication. Mm-hmm. Now I do believe that actions have consequences, as we saw on bad Pump Rules. Yes. But I also would like to keep moving forward and discuss with people so we actually end up in the same place. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So um because you've always yeah, been the world well, has got very is become very contentious. You know, yeah. we saw what just happened with the um, Asian women yeah. murdered I mean yeah. it's it's got to be something that we all collectively work together but mm-hmm. not just now but how you raise your children yeah. my children were raised at international schools and I'm not saying everybody can uh, be you know part of that situation but to really be inclusive and mm-hmm. I'm not just talking about the black community I'm talking about sexual orientation, I'm talking about the, every community. Yeah. It's not the conversation is bigger than the one we're having. It's about inclusive in so many other aspects. Yeah. You know, and I abhor bullying. Um, mm-hmm. And I felt that, you know, at some point in my life, I was bullied. And, you know, it's okay to walk away from that.
0: Yeah. And I I think to the core of what you're saying is just the willingness to learn and the willingness to have a conversation, to be able to be part of a conversation, to understand that a conversation is necessary and that education is necessary. And just like a general broader awareness and acceptance, I think. Totally.
1: Absolutely. You know, as we move forward for the next generation, it's very important. Yeah.
0: Uh, I think it's always very beautiful that you've always been a very outspoken a housewife, and entrepreneur, because I can see how that area of reality TV might feel pigeonholed to not express your beliefs about things because people might not take you seriously or they might put you in a box well, in some way. What I
1: find frustrating yeah. is, of course, yeah. everybody knows I'm a big dog advocate and we've saved thousands of dogs and that. But I've also mm-hmm. been a big LGBTQ advocate, had year mm-hmm. awards for me. But it's not just about being an advocate for the gay community. It's about kindness and compassion. I also work with the homeless. There's a huge homeless problem here in California. So many people gravitate to California, you know, because of the weather and the, you know, it's a gentler climate and stuff. Mm -hmm. I've worked with the homeless for 12 years, you know, and, and there are just so many things. I can't do everything. I work with suicide prevention, being the advocate, you know, being the ambassador for Trevor Project. My brother, you know, committed suicide three years ago. I never thought that it would touch my life ever. Yeah. But I, yeah, I'm involved. I just want, I want to be an advocate for a kinder life. Yeah. Not just about, you know, religion or race or, Mm -hmm. you know, sexual orientation, about everything. Yeah. What difference does it make? you know, what somebody looks like or, or mm-hmm. what, who they're sleeping with. I, 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 you see, I was blessed to be raised that everybody was equal. That, that yeah. was the gift that my parents gave to me. And, yeah. you know, I, I think that that's, that's the world. That's exactly yeah. how we want to live now some assholes. Yeah. But assholes come in every, you know, denomination. Yeah,
0: yeah very true. Uh, I like that. Assholes come in every denomination is a great uh, <laughs> T-shirt. I would buy. <laughs> hey, okay, I coined that one. They, that's all you. Uh, okay, we're gonna take one last break. When we get back, uh, we have people that write in that need some advice uh, in in their lives, and uh, would be so happy if you and I could help guide them in some capacity. So we'll be right back with more. Not too deep. I wonder
1: if we'll agree. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Not-
0: Okay, Lisa, we're back in now. People write into us that need uh, uh, advice uh, about life or things that they're going through. So I thought this question as a entrepreneur and um, someone that is uh, very well versed in hiring people for different functions, you might be able to give some advice here. Um, Nadine says, I love the show. My question, I've applied for a promotion with a nonprofit organization that I work for three times. Now, every time has been a great interview, but they have chosen other candidates. This time I followed up after reformatting my resume and getting a letter of support from 10 colleagues. HR responded uh, with the attached email that basically says they already hired someone else and apologize for responding in an untimely manner. When you hire someone, what are you looking for?
1: Oh, you know what? I talk about this in the book that I'm writing. I'm not, a lot of people, you know, think, oh, it's about your college education. Mm -hmm. I didn't go to college and I feel I'm capable of doing anything. Yeah. I I look for that passion in Mm -hmm. life. Uh, Is it the educated or is it the scrapper? You Mm -hmm. know, like I'm a bit of a scrapper. As I said, I left work at, um, I left school at 17, Right. signed up doing, um, an acting gig and I never went to college. So I don't think it's all about that. I think college is about a competition to see who gets the grade to basically see how committed you are. Yeah. I interview a lot of people. Now, mm-hmm. what I would be interested to hear from this young lady is, did they see her resume before she went in to the interview or did she arrive at their interview? And then, you know, can we put it on a resume? If they saw her into a resume prior to, to going into Inview, yeah. then it's something that she's not doing. I would mm. think maybe is she engaging properly? Is she listening? Is she asking the right questions? Right. For me, I look for passion in somebody's eyes. It's not about this and it's great if they've got a Harvard education and they really want to work for me and they've got great energy and they're well presented. Yeah, But it's not about that. It's about... How somebody relates, what they bring to the table, Mm -hmm. the light in their eyes, their commitment. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's not even about somebody putting so much emphasis on what they wear. Or I don't care if somebody walks in with a clean pair of sneakers and a white t-shirt and a pair of jeans. Yeah, that you know, as long as they're respectfully dressed. Sure, it's about the energy. Yeah, it's about you know they should have a good understanding of the job they're going into for right. sure before um yeah, on the others it-
0: okay here's a question on the other side of that at what point in your personal opinion do you think it's um time to leave a job or leave a work venture that isn't necessarily giving you like this girl hasn't gotten this promotion. Like, is it possibly time for her to shift her focus and move to a different job or a different area of interest? Like where does where Good do you point. find yeah. Good
1: point. I really appreciate it if somebody comes to me and says, you know, I want to be look, we're we're in a very ephemeral town here. Yeah. People kind of casual jobs. you you don't really think most people that work for me, they do not want to do it as a career. It might end up being a career, but they're looking for something else. I have a lot of young actors, models, you know, that are just kind of biding their time and paying their bills. Right. So, um, but I think you should actually, you know, reach out and say, Mm -hmm. I want to go further in this company and really, Mm -hmm. you know, understand what the potential is. If somebody kind of keeps pushing you off, then maybe they've never got, you know, and, and say, what do you need in this company? for me to go up the ladder because that's where I want to be. But take charge of your own destiny. Don't sit there, you know, don't sit there and think, oh, well, I'll wait for it to happen. If you've been there a year and you feel that you're really, you know, kind of
0: giving something very positive to the company, go and ask, go and talk, you know? Yeah. Do you appreciate when an employee uh, or a member of staff comes and talks fairly bluntly to you about we're we talking about like on Band pump rules no well I mean yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean if, if someone were to come to you and say uh, maybe like a, a star employee or something that they're like what you just said that they're concerned about their you know future in the company and they don't know if this is going to waste their time anymore if they well, put more time in okay
1: let's say somebody comes mm-hmm. to me and says I want to be in management. Right. As I say, most people work me, I'm a stepping stone to what they really want to do because right. this whole town is based on this industry and people yeah. are just trying to pay their bills. And I get that, but some of my managers, that's what they want to do. Yeah. To me, half the battle is actually having somebody committed and wanting to do mm. something mm. because we show very different energy if we want to do something or if we're just doing it because we have to. Right, now, right, right. If, for example, if there's a sale on, at Nima Marcus, we're going to be out that door. We're going to be <laughs> running down the thing. And we're going to be there, right? We're going to yeah. be there on time, ready to go. Yes. yes. If we've got to go and pick up something at Walgreens, we're going to be like, oh, shit, I've got to go down yeah. and do that. So if somebody wants to be promoted and they mm-hmm. want to do that, then that is gonna drive them. That's Mm. why it's very important if you're filling in, you know, Mm -hmm. and you're just kind of working because find a job you want to do and then you will never work a day in your life. I like I got up at five o'clock yesterday. I was opening pump last night and I was downtown where I love as you said I love the whole (laughs) eclectic, you know, being I'm downtown six o'clock in the morning. I'm in the flower market. I'm doing mm-hmm. this. I'm doing that. I, I'm just, I like doing it. And then I come yeah. back and I put my restaurant together and I like doing it. That's not yeah. worked for me, even though I hardly have a voice today because, you know, I like doing that. Yeah. I like writing. I've like been the editor of a magazine. I'm writing my second book. I enjoy that. I yeah. liked writing my blogs. So find a job you are passionate about. I really, really think that 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 motivates you. You know,
0: that's great advice. Very. I mean, it's it's seemingly simple, but it's so overlooked a lot of times. I think. Uh, I, I think, think so. Like
1: I taught at the children's school for three years. Yeah. Uh, when we lived in France, and I love children. I yeah. probably should have had more. I had Pandora. I adopted Max. I probably yeah. should have had another one and adopted another one. But we got so busy with nighttime business and things. Yeah. Um. But I. I loved, you know, um, teaching. Yeah. So I used to kind of, you know, I used to really have this passion for Mm -hmm. teaching musical theatre because it's so much not about the singing, not about the dancing, but it's about the confidence. Yeah. Young people need to stop doubting. You know, my book, I'm writing and I haven't finished it and I need to before I kind of get distracted with the restaurant business and things is a a book that I wish I'd read Mm. when I was younger. We are so much better than we believe. Yeah. And when it comes down to, you know, the what's going on in this world and this cancel culture, let's not cancel everybody. Mm -hmm. Let's have the discussion. Let's learn from it. And if you're still an asshole,
0: get the fuck out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on that note, I think that's a perfect way to wrap up this podcast. Uh, That was beautiful advice. Thank you, Lisa. It was quite eloquent to then, wasn't it? No, it was. I hope that you transcribe exactly what you just said and put it in the book. I thought it was wonderful and powerful. Uh, Before you go, uh, we like to give our guests a little personalized horoscope from us to you uh, as a little gift for making time for us. And I think Melissa put it in the chat for you. But if you're unable to access the chat, let me know, and I can always read it to let you. Let me have a. Where is it? It's in the chat on the Zoom uh, box. That sounds very technically challenging. <laughs> I know. <laughs> if you want, <laughs> I can read it out loud for you. Yeah, go on,
1: read it out loud. Okay. But is it? Is very personal? Is it? Because I always believe that with horoscopes being one twelfth of the population is going to yeah. be happy today is kind of if it's broad strokes. I, i'm not a believer Um, but if
0: it's personal i mean this is a bit personal so here we go dear virgo maiden of the stars the first half of march may have left you feeling drained and overworked therefore it's a great time to lean on someone else for support but be careful how heavy you lean because ken might think it's finally that special time of the year to get saucy
1: Oh, good Lord. Yeah, that time. Yeah. No, that's coming up in July. Remember it's birthday. Oh, yeah. and it right, was right.
0: <laughs> right. Okay. So you still have a few months before you get there. Yeah, Thank God. Wish me that. Lisa, this has been so fun. Thank you so much for making time, especially after uh, a busy reopening of Pump. Where can people that are listening and watching uh, find you? Where can they listen to your podcast or oh, see they anything should listen that you're up
1: to, my to? Podcast. Yeah, yeah. you should listen to my podcast. It's uh, you know, you can download it on YouTube. It's actually been something that's really been for me. Yeah. Um, very positive through Good. through COVID, you know, because yeah. I like talking to people. I could actually talk the hind legs off a donkey. I actually I could. You, could. So, <laughs> you know, one of the first things I had to learn in my podcast
0: uh-huh. is to shut up. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, it must feel nice because you've been on reality TV where you're edited and it must, it must be nice to be unedited in the way that you have conversations with people. Oh, yeah. And also another thing what I liked about
1: Overserved and what I liked about my podcast yeah. is that I got to choose who I interact with. Oh, so that's something great. like, I've got Vivica Fox walking uh. down my driveway looking like a goddess, <laughs> or I've got Iggy Azalea. Amazing. Trixie Mattel shaking uh. her butt. I mean, I had 25 fantastic people. Jim Jeffries, who's was hilarious. Uh, so fun. I just had so much fun doing it. And on my podcast, uh. like, I'll say, could we have this guy, you know, like this amazing footballer like Morgan yeah. Ryan? I had it was into dog charity. Wow. I just had so many people. And Incredible. I think that's what life's about. Yeah. You know, when we say it's about diversity, diversity just, the, no, it's about the broad strokes and the palette of a beautiful world that you should really explore. You know, to me, it breaks my heart when I see this. This crime, this Asian yeah. crime, it's uh yeah, yeah. It's it's a very sad world where we all need to come together and realise that we've got a lot to learn from each other. A lot to learn from each other. Exactly. Each other. exactly. So maybe maybe COVID, I'm hoping when I see that on the news today, it's devastating. Yeah. But COVID I hope has made us a kinder,
0: a kinder generation. I hope so, too. And we'll soon find out. Um, But I think you're doing some really great work to bring people together to have conversations and to just have a good time. Uh, I know I did. Lisa, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Everyone go follow Lisa on all social media. Go listen to the podcast. Go watch Overserved. Uh, She's got so many things going on. It's hard to keep up. But we'll try our best. And uh, we'll see you guys next time on another episode yeah. of Not Too Deep. Goodbye. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Not, Not Too Deep. With Grace Helbig? Not too, Not too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated. Producer Melissa D. Montz. Edited by Shireen Yunis, Post-production sound by Chris Henry. And an extra special thanks to Flula for the theme music.